your need-to-know cultural snapshot of Wisconsin and beyond. This is What's on Tap with Sandy Max. A deep dive into all things intriguing, riveting, and entertaining. Now, here's your host, Sandy Max. Welcome to a special edition of What's on Tap, featuring highlights from the past week, including a celebration of broadcasting legend and just okay baseball player, Bob Euchre. Your need-to-know cultural snapshot of Wisconsin and beyond. This is What's on Tap with Sandy Max. A deep dive into all things intriguing, riveting, and entertaining. And now your host for the evening, here's Sandy Max. Oh, yeah. Good evening, and thanks for joining me on this special edition of What's on Tap. As a Milwaukee Brewers fan and as an original Milwaukee Brewers in-game host, I feel like tomorrow should be a Wisconsin holiday. Tomorrow is the birthday of legendary broadcaster and entertainer Bob Euchre. And I'm Sandy Max. Thanks for joining me on Bob's Birthday Eve with two guests in the WTMJ studio tonight who have gotten to know him pretty well over the past year. There is a documentary film in progress called Uke. And it is my pleasure to introduce you to the co-directors of this project. Hello, Steve Farr. Sandy. We're going to have you lean into the microphone. Hello, Sandy. There you go. There's that voice we want to hear. And hello, Michael T. Volman. Hi there. How are you both doing? We're doing well. Thanks for having us. Happy Bob's birthday eve to you. Happy Bob's birthday eve to you. Yeah, that's a mouthful. (laughs) This project, what I've seen of it so far is going to be a real way to share just the phenomenon that Bob Euchre is. Why are you making Euchre, the documentary film? I mean, who wouldn't want to make a documentary about Bob Euchre? Right. Right. It's not like it it was an original idea. I'm sure a lot of people have thought about doing it. Um, I know through our production team, we've talked a lot about, just over the years we've talked, wouldn't it be cool to make a documentary about Bob Euchre? I guess we kind of came into an opportunity. Kind of actually all happened really quick. We just, after talking about it for a long time, we actually took some initiative. Uh, Steve had some some connections. Steve has directed a lot of commercials in the city, all actually nationally and in Milwaukee, and he had some connections to some people that could connect us to Bob. We had done a a little project for uh, ALS, and Bob was in it. And so I kind of had connections from having done that several months before this kind of came along. Well, and you have to convince Bob Euchre to participate, don't you? I mean, that's he's this person who, as much of a public figure and magnetic personality that he is and so beloved, he's not the kind of guy who says, hey, it's all about me. Let's put the spotlight on me. So that has to be a sensitive relationship and quite a score to convince him to participate and let you follow him all last year. Yeah, you're right about that. Uh, well, we made sure that... Once we got through to Bob and he was interested, he wanted to talk. We could have done a phone call with him, but instead we, the four of us, uh, two of us flew in from Milwaukee, Michael and I and our two producers, Matt and Jeremy, came in from uh, Los Angeles, but we you know, flew into Scottsdale. Um, this was a year ago. And yeah, almost a, almost a year. To, to like yeah, today. yeah, exactly, right. We met him for lunch, and we th- thought maybe this would be an hour, hour and a half, something like that, and it was... Four and a half hours of Bob telling <laughs> yeah, you know, one, four, maybe one classic story after another. I mean, where you, you couldn't even, like, there was no bathroom break. You know, it was just <laughs> one story after another. And eventually we kind of had to just say, sorry, Bob, you know, we got we to catch a flight in 45 minutes. And he's like, you guys got to get out of here. 
So uh, yeah, it was almost but, like uh, we were we thought we were going there to convince him, but I think he had already made up his his mind. He kind of had made a decision. He looked at our credentials and had, I think um, you know a lot of decisions he makes is through word of mouth and people he knows. And um, you know, I guess he he got a good recommendation um, from someone close to him. And um, it was a great. I mean, it was kind of an amazing lunch. It was like we should probably tell him that we have to catch a flight <laughs> soon. But um, you know, nobody <laughs> wants to, no one stop really that. to stop that. No, because it's special for your audience, and and he's just full of all those stories. So, congratulations for earning the project, for earning his trust, because you've spent hours in his own home, not just following him at ballparks all last season. Correct. I mean, our hope that's, was that's the inner sanctum. I mean, that's very special. Right. We, I don't know. Probably three quarters of what we have filmed have has been at the ballpark. Um, and then we've done interviews with him at home, which which made sense. He's a little, you know, private a little bit. I think yeah, he, definitely I, a... I think he protects his, you know, his uh, home life a little bit. Sure, yeah. you know. So we like. I think our hope was to have a more, you know, peel back the curtain and see what it's like to be Bob, you know, at home, and you know, what, what's what's his, you know, how does he prepare for, you know, the, his broadcasts, or you know, just what does he, what's he like at home? And I think we still want to get a little more of that. It's funny because every time we go over there, we we're like, Bob, you can just just do whatever you do. Like we'll we'll just put cameras on you and do your daily life. But he, I don't think he's really interested in that. He's like, you're here. He's going to entertain you. He wants him ha- wants you to have a good time. Right. His his wife Judy is like offering us you know plates of meat and cheese and like. <laughs> He's a connector. Definitely. I mean, honestly, that's really his his gift. We're going to hear more from behind the scenes of the documentary film Uke next on What's on Tap. Welcome back to What's on Tap on WTMJ. I'm Sandy Max, and you're hearing highlights from What's on Tap's celebration of Wisconsin icon Bob Euchre. I did the first Tonight Show. In 1969. Thank you. Really good. Thank you. You know, I've been doing colleges and sports banquets around the country. So you're welcome, Bob Euchre. But now it hits me, right? The Tonight Show. That was the biggest show there was on television. That that is you uh, down here. Yes, that's me. That's my hidden ball trick. <laughs> As we're saying goodnight, I shake hands with Johnny, and as I'm walking away, I hear Johnny say to Ed, did that guy really play? And Ed said, I don't, I think so, I don't know. (laughs) He is known simply as Mr. Baseball, Bob Euchre. This is the closest ticket Bob Euchre's ever had in his life doing a band. Good seats, huh? We're in the wrong seat, buddy. Come on. Oh, I must be in the front row. Nobody here. Yes, George. My potatoes are lumpy. <laughs> Let me call Idaho. When you think of great baseball players, a lot of names come to mind. Bob Euchre is not one of them. <laughs> That is an excerpt from the documentary film In Progress called Uke, celebrating Bob Uecker's career, as you can hear his pop culture impact and the connection he has made with people. I'm Sandy Max, and on What's on Tap tonight, I'm joined in the WTMJ studio by two local filmmakers involved in this Uke documentary, co-directors Steve Farr and Michael T. Volman. And in that clip, we hear Johnny Carson. And you also get a glimpse of Uke and professional wrestling, and he's had such a solid presence in pop culture from 
TV to beer commercials to sports. Guys, what is the process of getting this mammoth amount of entertainment footage from over the decades? I mean, in my mind, I have images of stacks of VHS tapes. Like, where do you find these nuggets of great video? Yeah, I mean, uh, that's been a really fun process, just trying to find as much as we can from all the things he's done. Johnny Carson, Belvedere Show, he's done all these, uh, the Miller Lite ads that were that really kind of made him pop, definitely in pop culture. He did Saturday Night Live. Um, I mean, countless shows. He was just kind of all over the all over television. And the fascinating thing was that, like, I kind of knew, you know, I knew how, I think as people from, like, I'm from Milwaukee, and so... It's almost as if like an old friend that you knew from from the old days, and he like goes out and becomes a, a star. You kind of always think of him as like a, a hometown guy, and like but you kind of take for granted how sort of what a pop phenomenon he is. And how do you choose which clips make the cut for the film when there are so very many? Is it the ones that make you laugh the most? The ones maybe it might be more rare. I mean, the truth is, we still have a lot more oh, culling down. I'll bet. Yeah. I'll bet. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's funny. We were when we were doing some interviews with with Bob at his house, and like Michael said, you know, Judy's always kind of close by, and I'm making sandwiches or something, and she came out with this, uh, you know, uh, grocery bag, you know, brown paper bag, just full of VHS tapes, and she said, "Well, you know, there's stuff in here. There's a lot of stuff in here you might want to look at," and so. We did, and there was it was a little bit of everything. It was you know Belvedere, and it was Tonight Show episodes, and a little bit of home movies, and yeah, even like uh, Admirals commercials, um, <laughs> local stuff. Yeah. Very, and it wasn't it wasn't like labeled really very well. So it was yeah. kind of you put the tape in and just you know we'll see what it's going to be, and yeah. you know, just treasure to, treasure trove <laughs> of a uh, kind of fun stuff. Yeah. As a documentarian, like this must be part of the labor of life. It's still work. It's hours and hours. And that's got to be some of the, I hesitate to even say tedious, just because it would be such a joy. But you also fall down the rabbit hole. Like, you know, you just do that on YouTube. So now you've got a six hour VHS cassette that used to live in Bob Euchre's VCR. Right. Like, how do you not, I mean, just mathematically that time. Yeah. It's no, got to be engrossing. Yeah. We've spent a lot of time um, throughout this last season doing that. And, um, We'd pop in VHS tapes and like try to digitize them. I'd be sending clips to Steve and our uh, director of photography, Joe Peachlow, and he'd be like, "Look what we found! We found these great clips." Um, you know, him doing stand-up um, stuff like that. I want to yeah. get into oh, what were you say, Steve? Well, I was just going to say also we're we're you know in communication with uh, Major League Baseball uh, with their you know their team in New York as a archival footage department basically, and so we've had a couple calls with them, and they they want to help as much as. They're able. Yeah, they must have some wonderful archives. Sure. Since he's I mean, I don't know I, we don't know how much they actually have of Bob's playing career because, you know. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, Bob's playing career. <laughs> Pretty much. We're going to get into that, those early days of Bob at Milwaukee with the co-directors of the documentary film, Uke. They'll share more behind-the-scenes stories of the creative process and what the next steps are coming up on What's on Tap. Welcome back to What's on Tap on WTMJ. I'm Sandy Max, and you're hearing highlights from What's on Tap's celebration of Wisconsin icon Bob Euchre. Growing up, Orchard Field was a triple-A ballpark in Milwaukee, which was about eight blocks from my house. And on Sundays, Jesus, you was jammed. Listening to baseball at night on a transistor radio in my room, man, that was it. All night long. And the next pitch, Geringer, line to hit. Back at second base. Watson scoring. 
I actually started out pitching, and uh, I was doing bad. It was nothing to do with the catcher. And after a particularly bad inning, I was sitting next to him on the bench, and I got on him a little bit about a couple of pitches that I threw in the dirt that he didn't block. He said, you think you're so good? Do it. So he took the shin guards off, and I put them on. I asked the manager, and I liked it. You know, it was putting, you know, putting signs down and calling the game. You know, getting hit with foul balls in the mask and it felt good. <laughs> it popped foul. They catch a euchre under it and we have two down. Oh, we always laughed about it because I was the first native Milwaukeean to play with the Braves. Charlie Dresden, I guess. Was managing the Braves. Yes, right? that's your first big league club, right. the Milwaukee Braves. Yes, and when he sends you out, he says, "There's no room in baseball for a clown." That's what he said. Yeah. And then I was also the first native Milwaukee to be sent to the minor leagues by the Braves. Uh, I remember that like it was you know, a long time ago, <laughs> which it was. Yes. Yeah. I, I I said that as a joke. Play me, trade me, or I'll quit. And uh, they did trade me. <laughs> But we won a world championship, too, with St. Louis. This is you, isn't it, Robert? In this last picture, I really, I can't even guess what you're doing here. Uh, well, this was taken during the uh, 1964 World Series. Uh, they had four bands on the field, and... Uh, we were taking batting practice, and you caught about five balls in that tuba. I well, I have none of them can use a tuba like you, Bob. No, no, that's it, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's basic, you know. That is an excerpt from the documentary film In Progress, titled... Uke, celebrating Bob Uecker's baseball career and his pop culture impact, and also just how special he is and the connection he's made with people. And in that clip, boy, do we get a sense of how proud Bob Uecker is to be from Milwaukee, in addition to his journey of not necessarily being the best athlete. In the studio with me are the co-directors of this new documentary, Uke, Steve Farr, and Michael T. Volman. Thanks for being here. It has been fun learning about this process and your insights so far. But Milwaukee, in Bob Euchre's DNA, and really, he's in the city's DNA. He's in the state's DNA. It's one thing to be proud of where you grew up from. I think we all feel that. What do you think it is that makes Bob's connection to Milwaukee so powerful? He's kind of a, thinks of himself as an everyman. You know, he's probably... I definitely grew up in kind of a blue-collar household, like a lot of people in Milwaukee did uh, and do. I don't think he uh, ever puts himself up higher than anybody else. He has kind of a... When he comes to the, the, the ballpark in the morning, he drives his Corvette in, typically, right? But then he stops and he'll talk to the landscaping guys, you know, and, and then he'll talk to... He goes from one kind of room to the next and just talking to, you know, everybody. And everybody's friends with him. It's it's just kind of interesting because I, I I can't imagine you know Vince Scully did this type of thing uh, with the Dodgers, but I might be wrong. But uh, he's just got such a great uh, personality, and people just relate to him so well and connect on so many different levels. And, and the, even the ball players. I mean, you've got someone who's turning ninety tomorrow, and he genuinely connects with you know twenty one, twenty two year old ball players. I never saw him have such a youthful energy than the first, than recently when we went to the playoffs in 2018 and he's getting soaked with champagne. Right. And it's just that energy. You could hear it in his voice when he was, he had a remote kit in the locker room during the WTMJ broadcast and you could just hear his joy 
Yeah. Sure, he's an older man, but he sounded 50 when he was in that locker room high-fiving, and, and you can hear the guys, you can, you know, pouring champagne and beer on him. Yeah. He really was genuinely in his element. Right. Yeah, I mean, as far as him calling games, I mean, I've enjoyed, you know, I, I'd say, like, he's on top of his game, like, for, for, for all of his career. I, I mean, I've enjoyed, like, I don't know what the five, last five, ten years, I mean, I just think he appreciates it more than ever and does such a great job he's really on and then just as far as connecting with the team i mean he's like has different handshakes with each ball player in the in the clubhouse and kind of connects with them he talks to the the players moms you know he kind of like kind of builds a relationship with the families and things like that because he, he, he knows what it was like to be a ball player and like you know the difficulties of it and the positive things of it so i i think he i don't know it's he's, he's he, he, it's like he's doing he makes decisions to kind of help people rise to their best, you know, in the game and the family, stuff like that. It's because he loves the game so much. And he's seems to genuinely be a people person when you value those relationships from everybody in the ballpark. Every single person from Bud Selig, who he doesn't even yeah. call Bud. You know, <laughs> it, it's, it's fascinating. So I yeah. love that you're yeah. digging deeper into... The person that is Bob Euchre in your new documentary. We're going to find out more behind the scenes with Steve Farr and Michael T. Volman, the co-directors, next on What's on Tap on WTMJ. Welcome back to What's on Tap on WTMJ. I'm Sandy Max, and you're hearing highlights from What's on Tap's celebration of Wisconsin icon Bob Euchre. Did you imagine yourself being a broadcaster? No. No, no way. Again, everybody, Harry Doyle here, welcoming all you friends of the feather to another season of Indians baseball. I used to sit in the bullpen and, and do Harry Carey. Here we are in the Cardinal Clubhouse, with <laughs> along with Jack Buck. <laughs> and when I first started doing it for real, it was the worst. Buddy uh, hired me in 1971. I was doing a New York writer's dinner, and Bud asked me if I'd like to come back to Milwaukee and work. And uh, I said, yeah. I had to do play-by-play. I never did it before. Never. All the stuff I did, the Tonight Shows and all the other stuff, I don't, I don't know if I was ever that frightened. And we're in Yankee Stadium. The engineer finally said, Yuke, you better start talking. There's one out. Yelich to left, deep, warning track, get up, get up, get out of here, go! One, two, three, go! Goodbye, Detroit! Hello, New York! It's ready to go! Oh my God, the Indians! And the Brewers are going to the postseason again! They're the Central Division champions! is an excerpt from the documentary film In Progress titled Uke, and you get to see images of Milwaukee Brewers broadcasting legend Bob Euchre celebrating with the teams, getting soaked in 1982 with Robin Yount and Paul Molitor, and more recently in 2018 in the locker room with so many of the players. The co-directors of this documentary In Progress, Steve Farr and Michael T. Volman, are with me in the studio, and you guys have spent the last year following Uke at the ball games, talking with him, talking with his colleagues, What's something you can tell me about being in the broadcast booth with him? That is such a special space. We first started shooting with you uh, actually in spring training last year, and um, we spent a few days, you know, interviewing and just meeting with them. And then um, uh, Steve and Joe, our DP, he um, they they went and filmed with him 
in the booth and it just was kind of you know and I guess when I saw the footage they brought the footage back and I um was looking through it I was like there's such a process and such like a performative aspect of the radio and it sounds so natural when you listen on the radio but then when you see like his uh just the way he he has like his his methods of like highlighting certain things and he, you know reading through his research and um, he has his own very special scorecard that I guess it's been customized for his kind of unique uh, desires for the to keep score of the game. And he and the other broadcasters share that book and they pass it back and forth depending on who's calling the inning. And uh, it's funny because Lane Grindle and Jeff Levering they they would say like they kind of would get nervous when they first started working with you to like that they didn't want to mess up his methods of like how they how he took score and you know do everything the right way so that it'd be a seamless transition. And um, I guess, you know, he actually has someone print, like, specific, you know, um, scorebooks for the season. You know, I think they go through, like, two a year. And he has a guy that does it. And then we, through filming, we actually, I think at one point, Lane Grindel kind of showed us, like, a, a like a, took us over to, like, a, a, a locker. And they pulled out, like, scorecards from, I don't know, a decade worth of games. And it was just like, you could literally open up a scorebook from any game and kind of just like read, read it. If you, you know how to yeah. read it and, and know like, you know, the history of that game for, for decades. Yeah. So. Baseball hieroglyphics. That's yeah. what you say, the yeah. Euchre system and the shorthand. And Honestly. that's, that's got to be fascinating. What, a, what a cool archive and baseball artifacts. For sure. Yeah. So what is the next step to creating this documentary of Euchre? What's next on the documentary filmmaker schedule? Well, we uh, still have a lot of filming to do. We t took a little break after the season. I mean, that's uh, I can see why the players are tired at the end of a season. Uh, and I think you know, Bob too. I mean, uh, it was uh, it took a toll. I think by the end of the end of the season. So letting everyone rest up, and but we're going to start up uh, with interviews again, more interviews with Bob. We still have to speak with Judy and family members, and then we really need to get out to L.A. because there's there's aspects of Bob's life that. We haven't touched upon because, uh, you know, being in Milwaukee, it was easy for us to go to the ballpark and film that type of thing. So we can tell the baseball side of the story pretty easily. But, you know, there there are there's the, the Hollywood Bob. Yeah. You know, there's the Major League Bob and there's the Tonight Show Bob and the Mr. Belvedere Bob. And, you know, I think I mentioned earlier, Sandy, about professional wrestling, which isn't like my thing, really. But if you talk to younger Bob fans, a lot of them, you know, they, they know him through professional wrestling more than they do for baseball his so. appearance there wasn't long but it was impactful it was memorable <laughs> right. if only we could talk to andre the giant right yeah i have to think that when you <laughs> ask hey we're making a documentary about bob Uecker's life would you be willing to chat with us does anybody say no oh i don't think anyone said no right no, no one said <laughs> no. the people are yeah, lining up yeah. they hear about Good. it and next thing you know we're hearing from their people that they, you know they'd so, love to we've be reached out and, and talked to people and and you know like are you, when are you coming? When when are you going to be here? When are you be coming right. out to L.A.? The Belvedere, a lot of Belvedere, um, the cast members. We've talked to them, and they're all very excited and good. How do board. we follow yeah. along with the progress of Uke the documentary? Yeah, um, our webpage is September club forward slash Uke U E C K September club forward slash Uke. Excellent. Well, thank you very, very much for spending time with us and giving us uh, this is like being behind the scenes in the wings of a theater production. Like this is the ground floor. You are in progress in this documentary. So thank you for sharing that so far. And I hope that you come back 
and visit because right. I want to know more of this progress. Thank you so much for having yeah. us. Oh, yeah, my pleasure. Yeah, thank you, Sandy. It Appreciate is it. Steve Farr and Michael T. Volman, co-directors of the documentary in progress, Uke. What has Bob Uker meant to people? WTMJ fans share their heartfelt and happy thoughts next on What's on Tap. What's on Tap with Sandy Max is back on WTMJ. From Major League, the 1989 comedy movie filmed in Milwaukee in the summer of 1988. Ask around. You probably know someone who spent time at Milwaukee County Stadium as a film extra. And you certainly know someone in your circle who can quote Bob Euchre's character, Harry Doyle. Just a bit outside. I'm Sandy Max, and on this episode of What's on Tap, we are celebrating Milwaukee Brewers broadcaster and all-around epic entertainer Bob Euchre. And as a Milwaukee Brewers fan and an original Milwaukee Brewers in-game host, I certainly circulate in a group that greatly appreciates Bob Euchre. It is my pleasure to share with you some of that affection, starting with a guy who used to be on the Milwaukee Brewers brew crew with me in my game day host years, Tim Shea. When I hear the name Bob Euchre, an instant smile comes to my face. I could listen to him talk about baseball all day long if I could. Having the pleasure to work with him for four years, every joke and every story that he would tell ended in laughter and tears. When I hear the name Bob Euchre, I smile. And I know he's known as Mr. Baseball, but for me, he's known as Mr. Joy. I'm Bob Brainerd, and when I was covering the Brewers for Fox Sports Wisconsin, I wanted to avoid an exchange with Bob Euchre that had us going, Bob, Bob. So whenever I did cross paths with Euchre, I would nod and acknowledge him with a, Robert? Well, he would grin and return with a, hey, Bobby. And that always made my day. Hi there, this is Susan Varela. I am the executive director at Skylight Music Theater here in Milwaukee. And the first thing I think of when I hear the name Bob Euchre is the movie Major League. I was actually cast in the movie. And when I went home to tell my parents, my dad said, well, who's in the movie? And I said, well, Rene Russo and Corbin Burnson and Charlie Sheen. And he was like, "Uh uh-huh. And I said, Bob Euchre? And he went, Bob Euchre? That's when he was impressed. It was a thrill to be on set with him and watch his work from afar. I'm still a fan. What comes to mind most is his home run call. Get up, get up, get out of here, gone. I think of great baseball players drink light because it's less filling. I know, I asked one. As well as, I must be in the front row. First thing that comes to mind is his sense of humor. I mean, how many times did he kill it on the Johnny Carson show? And then playing George Owens on Mr. Belvedere while being Mr. Baseball at the same time and still going strong after 51 years. Wow. Hi, this is Tony Award winner Anthony Crivello. Bob Euchre. Next to the crusher, the man who made Milwaukee famous, known across all of media as Mr. Baseball. When I hear the name Bob Euchre, what comes to mind? There's too many things to mention. Everything from Usinger sausages to his breaking in with the Braves in Milwaukee in 1962. 
to a special Bob Euchre statue permanently enshrined in AmFam Field in Section 422. Bob, the city of Milwaukee and all of baseball fans owe you so, so much. God bless, Bob. We all love you. John Suntress here. Always been a fan. What I've always loved about you is, even as a Cub fan, and I don't want to upset Milwaukee listeners because I know the last thing you want to hear is from an Illinois person, but it's always been a pleasure listening to you do Brewer games. You're one of a kind, man. When I hear the name Bob Euchre, I think of a lot of things like uh, Harry Doyle, just a bit outside, Miller Lite commercials, must be in the front row, and the countless, I think a hundred times or more that he appeared on the Johnny Carson show, deadpan delivery, comic genius. Just love Bob Euchre. And of course, being an old dude, I remember Bob Euchre as a baseball player. I was a big St. Louis Cardinal fan, and only one time a year could we make the long trip to St. Louis to see a ball game, and I would look in the paper and I'd try to figure out the starting rotation and who was going to be pitching that day, and I kept hoping and hoping and hoping that it would not be Bob Euchre. I was a big Tim McCarver fan, and I wanted to see the starting lineup. I didn't want to see any of the subs coming in, and at that time, of course, he was a sub. But Bob Euchre, what a life, what a legend. His photo with Bob Gibson in 1964, the team photo, he's holding hands with Bob Gibson. Hilarious. Someday they'll do a movie about you, Bob, and I think they should call it Tuba in the Outfield. When I hear the name Bob Euchre, I think of one word, funny. Born and raised in Milwaukee, I listen to Brewers games on WTMJ with Merle Harmon and Bob Euchre like everybody else. And I wondered why Bob would tell rambling stories about his time in baseball and other things that happened in his life. Then years later, I saw him on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson and those very same stories were polished and he delivered them with his dry wit and sense of humor that he had and the place went nuts. I know how much hard work went into it. So it helped me as a professional comedian see behind the scenes of what goes into being funny and every time I've seen him whether on TV on the WWF Wrestlemania on his sitcom Mr. Belvedere he was always funny he's natural he's got it in him and to play Major League Baseball on top of that is a real achievement Bob Euchre is a treasure not only for Milwaukee but for the United States of America so many Euchre admirers. You heard the voices of Tim Shea, Denise Wilkie, Bob Brainerd, Susan Varela, Stephanie Walters, Jason Pinkowski, Kelly Shears, Anthony Cravello, John Suntress, Spiff Carner, and Dobie Maxwell. And uh, we'll zip right back with a cool song, the song you need to hear next. But uh, here's a voice you really need to hear. And the pitch. Zip. <laughs> Zip. <laughs> <laughs> Was he swinging three and zero? Zip. <laughs> three balls and a strike on Christian. Ears. This is the song you need to hear. Most blokes gonna be playing at ten. These go to eleven. Hi, this is Tony Award winner Anthony Cravello, Bob Euchre, known across all of media as Mr. Baseball. Bob sang on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson on October 8th, 1986. My kind of town, Chicago is. Even Sinatra couldn't top this one. My kind of town. My kind of town. Yeah. My kind of town, Chicago is. My kind of town, Chicago is. My kind of people, too. People who... Smile at you and each time. 
say my Rome, Chicago is calling me home. And uh, like I said, I don't want to do the whole song. Please don't. Please don't. Please don't. October 17th. We've only been in uh, October 17th. 17th. <laughs> Bowling for me. Well, you're not trained as a professional singer. Okay, it's quite well. Cool. I've, uh, saying. Like I said, I don't have my accompanist. I've only been in rehearsal for six weeks, so I was a little rough. But uh, and he missed a couple of notes. I so. lost. <laughs> anyway, we'll all look forward. Uh, some of us will look forward to it. Well, I get better as the show goes on too. Well, sure, know, so. sure. But you do what? One or two numbers? I do uh, actually four numbers. You got to be kidding! <laughs> you've, got, you've got to be kidding! Uh, four numbers and uh, yeah, it's. Uh, Record label people are calling I'll bet you they are. Well, I asked to put my feet in the cement down at uh, some Chinese restaurant. Yeah. And, boy, it's so hard dodging those cars in the street. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> A highlight of over 100 appearances Bob Euchre made on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson because Carson was just as entertained and charmed by Euchre as many of us are. I'm Sandy Max. Thank you for joining me for this special episode of What's on Tap, celebrating the national treasure, Milwaukee legend, and gift to the world that is Bob Euchre. Closing out with a baseball song inspired by Euchre, by this Wisconsin musician and Whammy Hall of Famer. Hey, this is Willie Porter. I'm so grateful that I grew up listening to baseball on the radio with my dad in the garage, working on old race cars and all kinds of house projects. That was my introduction, really, to what baseball could be, how people could see it. And the game was made visual by Bob Euchre's voice as it came into our garage as we worked on these projects together. I'll forever be grateful for that. Bob, you're an American treasure. Family station wagon 1973 We were driving to the store by Buca calling the play Just a nine-year-old kid, my dad had nothing to say Good to hear some baseball on the radio And for now, your mother's not here For now, your mother's not here Kids are working for cash. Radio says the pitcher just brushed him back. Just a little tin music backed him out of the box. You can weave in the story like he's knitting some socks. Yeah. Well, the book is always better than the movie. I see the pitch in my mind.